You're listening to Insights with Exonia Bank, a series of conversations from our experienced team of bankers. My name is Josh Effinger. I'm the marketing associate for Exonia Bank, and I'll be the host of today's episode. We'll be replaying some highlights from some of our most popular episodes from the past year. We were fortunate to have some wonderful guests that talked about so many positive things happening in our communities in southeastern Wisconsin. You'll also get a sneak peek about some exciting events that we'll be a part of in 2022. And with that, here's the best of 2021. With the clips you're about to hear, you'll definitely notice a theme. There is a lot of good things happening in our communities. And as a community bank, it's a privilege to be part of and support our communities. We've proudly served the Lake Country area and Southeast Wisconsin since 1918, and we take pride in calling this community our home. To start us off today, our first clip comes from episode 18, which was published back in May. Our host was Patrick Lubar, Vice President of Commercial Banking, and our featured guest was Omar Sheck, who is well known in the metro Milwaukee area for being an active member of the local business and hospitality industry. Omar and Patrick are both very passionate about transforming Milwaukee into a destination city, and they talked about some big projects that are currently happening. Here is our first clip. Moving on a little bit to uh, another one of your ventures, the Avenue and Third Street Market Hall. And so this is your latest project, Third Street Market Hall, one of your many. Mm-hmm. You know, Exonia Bank was lucky enough to be part of the project, providing some of the construction financing for the Avenue. Uh, but tell us what we can look forward to in the Avenue and the Third Street Market Hall and when we can look forward to you know, going in there and enjoying it. Yeah, for sure. So in terms of the avenue, yes, I am a a small equity partner in the real estate. I don't want to sit here and act like it was my vision or I'm the money behind it. Like you guys have played a very large role in all of it. And, you know, Josh and Tony and in particular, Josh Krisnak has has done these types of things before. So, you know, it's just such a creative and cool space. And so there's so many people with sentimental um, memories and you hear it every time people walk into there about what their childhood and looking forward to coming to the avenue and our whole motto is bringing it back to life mm-hmm. and so i think that we are one of the most amenitized buildings around it's just so such a cool space and with you know 1800 plus parking spots attached to it um being if you pe- ping the center of downtown that it is the avenue mm-hmm. along with the biggest amenity is third street market hall right and we spent years traveling the country, going to the best food halls in the country, behind the scenes tours from the best food hall operators in the country. We went to several gaming facilities where we got a lot of ideas to incorporate a lot of activities and games within a food hall. So I think what we're bringing is a product that's totally unique. And I think that we're going to be rated, don't quote me, but I really believe we'll be considered a top five food food hall in the country. Wow, that's great. You know, surrounded by 2 million square feet of office space. Mm -hmm. Um, The convention center is across the street doing a $425 million completion of that. More hotel growth will happen. Fiserv Forum, Bucks Hotel, Symphony, all the surrounding corporations, over 2,000 keys within a block, like hotel-wise. We like our chances over there. Um, we just have to prove that we can operate it well, right? When, right. When we, pe- the people will come, when people come back to work, people can't wait half an hour for food. No, th- and there's a lot of action there as you, as you just described all those things. And uh, in order to create a successful food hall, as you've toured you know, many food halls across the country, I'm sure you see it takes a lot of creativity, but also takes a lot of density. And yep. Yep. Uh, you, know, you touched on it a little bit before, but that area, West Wisconsin Avenue, and where uh, you know the Grand Avenue Mall was, uh, it, it became 
a bit of a dead zone for Milwaukee for a while, right? You know, to put it lightly. So (laughs) put it lightly. Yeah. And, and now it was in major need of a makeover. So it takes, uh, someone who has a vision to absolutely transform that area, like, like Josh and and Tony and, and you have. And, um, I, I think being able to activate that space will make Milwaukee a much more attractive place to be. It'll make it more attractive for big, big name companies to move to Milwaukee. And uh, make it a place for you know, people to work and and enjoy their lives. Without a doubt, I mean, and and that's the whole idea behind all of this. And you know, it's um, it's been a pretty. I, I don't know if you know, it started with Tony asking me to go to dinner four or five years ago and pitched me on consulting for a food hall because they had an overall vision for the project. And I I was thinking of my next move. Um, you know, I, I kind of wasn't in the best place to tell you the truth. And and I thought to myself. Tony seems like a really good guy, bought him dinner, but I, that's not my next move, right? right? In Grand Avenue Mall. And, and then a year later, Josh reached out and Tony reached out and gave me a tour and gave me the vision of the project. And I was already working on reorganizing Visit Milwaukee, which is attached mm-hmm. to it. I was working on uh, bringing a new CEO to run the Wisconsin Center District and working on really the convention center completion, you know, that spent like two, three years of my life with, with a lot of really smart people. It wasn't just me um, to get that done. So I was working on West of the River quite a bit myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just made sense to to join their efforts and do something just incredible. Yeah. Because I think that's going to change. I really believe the pro- this project is going to change downtown. Yeah. It's going to change downtown. It's going to make it a place to visit, but it's also going to really highlight some local businesses in the area. Can you talk a little bit about what, what sort of restaurants you're, you're thinking about putting in there and will they be local restaurants or? So it's all local. All yeah. local restaurants, all local ingredients. Um, we're operating the bar, which is going to be a 48-person central bar mm-hmm. with a lot of local ingredients and just a lot of Wisconsin favorites. Um, we're bringing in just some really smart operators. I mean, the food is just going to be <laughs> it's going to be incredible. In every type you of know, cuisine just, you can imagine, right? Yeah. Ho- hopefully, we get to that point. I mean, there's a lot of cuisines out there, but <laughs> there, we're, we're, we have a good representation of what I call our different cuisines and cultures mm-hmm. to start. But along with that, there's just going to be so much to do there. Our difference with us and what we're doing there is public market is great. I mean, if we could do half of their numbers, we're doing pretty good, right? Um, but but to me, that that serves a purpose and it's more transactional to go in and yeah. go out, right? And so it's not really a hangout place. Um, ours is going to be a little different, right? It can be transactional, but it's going to be experiential with a massive bar like that and a lot of breakout space and banquet areas and areas to play snook ball, areas to play shuffle puck, top golf, selfie museum. There's so much to do there that we want people hanging out and staying there. And so when we went to New York, we went to a place called DeKalb and it was the only one that was experiential that we were like there for two hours. A lot of the other food halls were just conducive for lunch in and out. And we wanted this to be sort of the living room of Milwaukee where people could meet people, families could come hang out, people can do business, opposing teams can do lunch. I mean, name it. I wanted to cover all bases. Yeah, I think, well, you'll have a little bit of both. During the, you'll have different clientele throughout the week. 100%. During during the week, during lunch hours, you'll have your more transactional uh, downtown employees who are coming in to grab a quick bite. And then in the evenings, you'll have your happy hour meetings there yep. from different companies, especially exactly. those that are officed in the avenue. Exactly. And then on the weekends, you'll you know you'll have more families and, and people who are coming down there to to uh, enjoy all the amenities. Hundred yeah. percent, spot on. Exonia Bank has been making loans and doing business in the Milwaukee community for years, and we're excited to continue our commitment to the city and local economy. Our next clip is from episode twenty. It features Matt Spranzi, the organizer behind the locally renowned Magic Mansion Concert on the Porch events in Oconomowoc. 
With Matt's vision, we were lucky enough to be part of the Twilight Concert Series at Fowler Park. This new music event took place earlier this summer, in July and August, and was a huge success, drawing over 1,000 people at each event. Matt has over 20 years of live sound experience as an internationally touring musician and has produced over 30 albums over his career. In this clip, you can feel the passion that Matt has for producing music events as he talks about his vision for the future of the Twilight Concert Series in Oconomowoc. Well, that's, wow. that's the kind of act that I like to have. As a matter of fact, for, for the concerts at my house, I hear very, very often people don't even know who's going to play. They just come because they know it's going to be <laughs> They know really it's going to be good. And sometimes they will even not listen to it on purpose so they can be surprised because the venue and apparently my abilities to choose good acts mm -hmm. uh, has grown in reputation so much that they just know whatever appears there is going to be really, really good. I was going to ask you, like, how does it make you feel when you look out across your lawn and you see these people that, I mean, do you see their eyes light up? Yes. Do you Like, how does that make you feel? Uh, there's no feeling like it. <laughs> I'm, it brings tears to my eyes huh. that this silly little idea became yeah. this, this incredible thing that lifts so many people up. And especially coming out of the pandemic and stuff. I mean, the concert we had last Sunday night was, it was like lightning in a bottle. I'm sure it was. Oh, our it was our stunning. old president, Mark Weirman, said he attended, right. and he said it was just, uh, I mean, just unbelievable. Yeah. You I know. mean, it's, it's like going to an, an arena show, but but you're up close and personal, mm -hmm. and there's not 40,000 people. Yeah. You know, there's, you know, 600, 700, and you get to hang out with the artists afterwards. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. They, they'll, just, they'll they come, come and hang and out mingle? at the merch table and just chat with people. Yep. Wow. It happens every time. It's really oh, great. You're right. I think after, you know, coming out of the pandemic, I think people are just not even related to the pandemic. Music like this just kind of creates an escape, yes. you know, from your daily struggles or whatever and just allows you to just enjoy some beautiful art. Yeah. The best music always does that. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you want to share about this Twilight concert series or oh. even Magic Mansion? Well, I just think. I have a vision for the future of this town. I've I've lived here. I call Oconomowoc my hometown. I moved back here after um, after my, all my rock band days, after touring the world with uh, the the band I was in. And when I quit that band, it was kind of an interesting scenario because the whole country was my oyster. I had I had people I knew everywhere in the United States, and I decided. See, my wife and I decided that we were going to move back to Oconomowoc because it's just so beautiful. Yet we did that, yet for the past, honestly, we've back, been back for about 25 years and, and no, more than that. Anyway, <laughs> I don't want to do the math. It's up to you banker guys. Um, anyway, I uh, haven't really been involved civically. Um, I was always doing things in Madison or Milwaukee because that's where a lot of the music was happening. Mm -hmm. And uh, COVID hit. And I got to thinking, and, you know, I take my walks around the lake, and I can't make it more than 15 minutes without somebody stopping me, saying thank you for doing the magic mansion thing. And <clears throat> I thought, this is really having an impact. And I thought about how deep our roots run here. And I thought, you know what? I just got to start doing stuff for my town. Mm -hmm. And this is 
a real golden opportunity to put Oconomowoc on the map with all these national touring musicians. I don't really even want to name some of the musicians that have contacted me because they're too big that want to play Oconomowoc. Wow. And um, I've actually declined because I said, I can't, I cannot have you in my yard. I'll have too many people. You'd be a stampede. No, yeah. I, I, um, and there are so many really famous people that are just really, um, you know, they talk about six degrees of separation mm-hmm. that are one degree of separation away. So many of the musicians I've had on my porch are friends with mm-hmm. these extremely famous people who might be interested. So if this goes, Okanawa could really become a place that's a destination mm-hmm. for these artists and a destination for folks who want to hear really great original music. Okanawa does a great job with cover bands and parties at the beach and everything. I'm not going to touch that. Mm-hmm. That's great. This is something new and different. Yeah. It's original music. It's sit down and listen. Okay, you can get up and dance if you want to, but <laughs> it's mostly going to be a listening experience for the art and, um, can I leave you with one more song with that? Oh, yeah. Would that work? Yes, let's okay. close out with one more song. Sure. Matt has created a wonderful music experience that has become very popular. And if you haven't attended one of his Magic Mansion concerts, I highly recommend it. And as a sneak peek, we're happy to announce that the Twilight Concert Series will be back at Fowler Park in Oconomowoc for the summer of 2022. There will be three concerts on the second Sunday of July, August, and September. Matt has some great music acts lined up for us, so make sure to follow us on social media for updates and information. To keep up with our community theme, our last clip is from episode 25 that featured Mayor Emily McFarland of Watertown, Wisconsin. Mayor McFarland spoke with Chris Bratz, Vice President of Commercial Banking, about the exciting projects taking place in Watertown, including the renovation and expansion of the library and the redevelopment of their historic downtown space. Mayor McFarland is working hard with the city to help make Watertown a thriving business community and make it a destination for new business. Here's our last clip featuring Mayor McFarland and Chris Bratz. It's a pretty catalytic development for us um, as a community because it's going to be one of the first times we have that density of people in the downtown every day. So what the development is, is a uh, multifamily housing development that's higher end. Um, So they'll really be pushing the market on rents and kind of setting the bar for what that upper rent will be. And it's everything from a studio to a two bedroom. Um, There's two layers of um, underground parking, an elevated second story courtyard with an infinity pool looking out over the Rock River. Can you even, I mean, in our home, right? I know, right? Like where we grew up. I know. I know. It's pretty awesome. And then just higher end finishes, you know, wider hallways, insulated interior walls, granite, stainless steel, the things people would come to expect at that price point. Sure. Um, and really, we honestly, I'm not kidding you. I got an email today of someone asking to get on the wait list. So there's already- To live there. Really? So yeah. is there a wait list? Not yet. I mean, okay, it's, so it's not our <laughs> development. Um, we're really excited to partner with a developer out of the Madison area um, who um, we think is the right partner for us because he doesn't, he and his company um, don't develop and then sell off. They develop and hold, oh, okay. which I think is what this, what is the right connection for us? You know, we want someone who's willing to be a part of the community and kind of continually invest in upkeep and maintenance and the aesthetics. Um, and it sounds like that's the type of work that he and his company have done in the past. 
And then we're also hoping for more. You know, if this goes well, I think the economies of scale um, work even better for this developer to have more than one development. So we're hoping that this is just the first of many. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, so it'll be 86 units. It'll be uh, five stories, which we don't have. Um, so our, we've talked to the fire department. They're, they've got the ladder to cover it. Um, well, there you go. Yeah. Those are the types <laughs> of things we have to think about. True. Um, as you kind of move to this new level of development. So, I mean, just in this tiny area of our downtown, to, to put a dollar value on it, that development construction cost-wise will be about $19 million. Oh, wow. um, the town square is about three and a half. And then the library is a $10 million project. And there, I think it's just such a unique opportunity to have that much capital investment in one area. Um, and we've, even before a shovel has been in the ground, we've seen the byproduct of that, you know, just the incredible amount of purchasing of private on the private side okay, um, of buildings in the downtown and renovating those buildings People want to be a part of this movement, and that's a really exciting thing to be a part of. Yeah, you can definitely, when you drive down Main Street, you can see a lot of the, uh, I don't know what you call them, booms. Scissor or, lifts. Yeah, scissor yeah. lifts. There you go. And yeah. the painting. And and yeah, you're right. It's definitely, there has been a surge of local private investors that understand how important the downtown is. Yep. Um, and it is great to see that. And, you know, I, I, I think I drive downtown more now just to kind of see, see what's happening. Yeah, yeah, see what's happening. And um, a lot more families walking. Um, Mullins was busy, which was great. So, yeah, it's it's definitely moving in the right direction. And it's kind of neat to to see that. It and, is. And to be a part of it, too. I think Sharp Corner. So Sharp Corner Park is at the um, east end of our downtown, right across from Zwig's Grill, but, which is still on the list for Best Burgers in America. By far. Um, <laughs> so Sharp Corner Park, I think, really was that first uh, quick, tangible example of how fast you can take something and turn it into something great. And I I think, um, you know, that was a dilapidated, blighted, uh, old gas station, a terribly dangerous intersection. You Very, know, yes. when you went to driver's ed here in Watertown, like every driver's ed instructor took you to that corner to see how quickly not, maybe not you, but me when in, in my class is like, how quickly you're going to go past the stop sign because you can't see anything and instantly fail. Right. So we've improved a really dangerous intersection, um, removed a blighted gas station and created just this little pocket park that I get pictures probably every other week of kids playing in those letters and families sitting under the pergola. Uh-huh. And, you know, we, we did that park with less than $10,000 of city money. And that is mainly in the staff we've spent there. So we did it through grants. We did it through um, private donation. And now we just this year, we won an award for the best public improvement project uh, for the Wisconsin Yay. Main Street program. All yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think people just see that we're actually doing what we said we would do. And that's the important part. And then following suit, wanting to be a part of it. And it's a gift. So we hope you enjoyed these clips from our most popular episodes. We have an exciting list of guests for 2022 that include a generational chat with the Lubar family, talking about their business approach of professional ownership, which has had an influence in the Milwaukee community. You'll be able to listen to their stories on our podcast in January. If you have any suggestions for topics that you want to hear, reach out to the marketing department at marketing at exoniabank.com. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be sharing more stories in the episodes ahead. So if you like the information you heard today, please make sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wishing you all continued success. We'll talk to you soon.